What's going on, y'all? We are back with another Let's Get Active podcast, man. I'm here with Jay Lamar. What's good, Lamar? Talk to me, man. <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> nah. I try, I, try to, I try to switch, I, I try to switch that one I, up. I you try to switch it up, but that little, you're here with Jay Lamar, it kind of, uh, I need something like all right, all right. different, but but better. Like Go back, go uh, back. How about, I want, all right, you try, you try, you try. Nah, nah, I don't know, nah, 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 nah. Cause I can't help you do better by letting you copy me, man. You need, I need you to bring this out yourself, cause easier nah. said than done. Easier said than done. But man, like how like you said, we back with another episode, and it. I feel like it's been a minute since it's just been us. We've been having some episodes with groups and uh guests, but it's just if us. If you just told me to yourself, man, just say that, like. If you miss me, just say that. Pause. No pause. Great <laughs> play. Nah, I don't know what happened. This new year got 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 you acting different. But I need you to go back to 2021 because you were not like that. You 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 a whole different man. Right now. It's time to get active, man. You you getting a little too active. Slow slow down. You know, but like, I'm I'm excited. I don't know if I'm excited or like nervous or scared or curious about 2022. Like I don't know what to expect because like looking back, I always say this when people talk about like beginning of COVID. I remember sitting in class, my professor was like, "Oh yeah, there's you know COVID going around, blah 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 blah." Like uh, it was right around spring break because me and you were supposed to go to Padre, and we ended up canceling. Well, we never even like getting our, our our room in Padre because of COVID. And uh, I remember them saying, you know, we get we got um, spring break off and we got an extra week, so it's two weeks and it's supposed to be over. We are two years in. <laughs> it's supposed to be two. It's, bro, it's supposed to be two weeks. We're two years in, and I was looking at. I was trying to see, you know, theoretically how long COVID will last. I mean, nobody knows, but I was looking at like when the when the flu happened, the Spanish flu happened, and uh, how they handled it. Um, and what was I think another one was like smallpox. I was looking at and see how it, how they handled it. And both of those last. I mean, I know if the flu lasts around. Spanish flu is like two years, two and a half years. I'm like, dang, like we're literally one of the worst states of history in the United States. That's crazy. Like you said, like theoretically, you can't really know when it's going to end because, like, every time you look up on the news, it's a whole new strain coming out with it. So you're like, I think this week they have like the the Lamarcon coming out. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like, <laughs> <the> hell? <laughs> Alright, <laughs> on to next. But yeah, um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Mario, the Mario going crazy. Bro. You, there's no telling when this thing on the end. 
all you can do is get vaccinated or not get vaccinated, but still like be cautious of the areas you put yourself in. But like you were saying, you don't really know if you should be excited, nervous, or cared, like whatever for the new year. For me, how I look at it, I don't really, I'm not really expecting something crazy or dramatic to happen, but like I'm more so motivated on my end of it where, because I know I'm kind of putting stuff in place for myself to do for the year. So 2022 for me really is more so about growth, really. And I've already been starting to put stuff in play for it. So we can write all 2022. Yeah. Like I said, I know it's going to be a good year. 2021 was a great year, honestly. Like, I feel like I had a lot of, just like 2020, I feel like I had a lot of growth in 2021. Like, if not more, I feel like 2020 was a great year for me to, like, find myself, figure out things I want to do. And then 2021, I, like, kind of took that and ran with it. And then 2022, it's like another, a lot of things happened this year already. And we're only, what, two weeks in? Two weeks in? So, I don't know. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. But we just, we just never know. Um, especially with, I remember when the vaccines were, like, not even a thing yet. And, uh... Before they even thing, like I remember, I was at my internship and my boss was like, um, "Yeah, you know, when when we get the vaccines, everything is gonna be good. We'll, we'll be, like we'll be back to normal." Because I remember my internship, I was checking the uh, the uh, what was it, the cases every day for the whole summer, and uh, I was like, "Man, I can't wait till this stuff is over." Like that was t- over two years ago now, so I don't know, man. I just don't know what to expect. I just Hope for the best. Hopefully, we can get back to some type of normalcy so I can start getting active. Yeah, man. So I'm starting getting active. Going out to uh, like different places. Not like that, but like traveling like I really want to. I haven't, I haven't left the state since COVID happened. Like, but you missing out because like I, I'm always going to break up this cruise. The cruise was the best time of my life. Yeah, but I haven't left the state. Like, I was I was planning on making all these trips. Like I was planning on going to Florida. I was planning on going back to Cali. I was planning on going to like Hawaii. All this stuff in that time. I just I I yeah, kind of Atlanta. I kind of huh. Atlanta. That's crazy. So I just I don't know. I just I just can't wait to get back to some type of normalcy. Yeah, that's too where like and like the whole like. People like say for instance, like when back in like before COVID, you had no problem going somewhere and doing stuff like that. But now it's like if someone had COVID or just got over COVID, it's like you're very like mm, I don't know if I want to go. Or if you hear there's a lot of people there, like I don't know if I want to go no more. Versus back in like before COVID, it's like if there's a lot of people there, we're okay. Yeah, we in there. We about to have fun. Now it's like mm, I don't know. Cause you know how we was, but like the more yeah. crowded, the more crowded the place was, like the more that, we moved around. Yeah, the more we moved around, we had fun. Bro, we used to go to we used to go out and go to every single place, and then whichever one was the most crowded had the most people in it. That's where we would go. Yeah, that's where we said, yeah, we're gonna stay here. And then now, now it's the total opposite. Like where we can like chill and have our own space. Like that's, that's what, what I. Yeah, so yeah. I can just chill and have that peace of mind. Like I feel like I've totally changed. As a person, I feel like, I feel old when I go out now. Like, I'd be like, damn, I just want to go home and chill and watch Netflix sometimes now. 
Because, like, like you said, like, we found the biggest, the crowded place and get it, stay there. And then even then, we'll still be bouncing around all over it. But, like, now it's like we go out and we just want to stay with the group of people we came with, just chilling, nice little vibe. And, like, yeah, like you said, it's totally flipped now. And that's all because of COVID. Because, like, you can go out and next thing you know, you hear, like, a couple days later, one of the people in your group, like, got COVID. And you're just like, dang. We all just went out together, so the chance of you having it, I might have it too. So, like, you don't even imagine how many people. I mean, you probably could, but it was crazy for me how many people when I came back from uh, from I, I took off the last week of uh, December when I came back from vacation. Like, how many people just now come back to office because they got COVID over Christmas break or New Year's? Maybe I saw somebody stay at work. And like I haven't seen them in like over a month because I actually had to work from home because somebody in my department got COVID and then I was off and then two weeks later um they just now get back to work I haven't seen them in that long it's just crazy and I was just, it's just a big old domino effect hey. There's nothing we can do because I don't see you in a uh, white coat with in a lab studying it. So all we can do is just be patient and wait. Yeah. <laughs> I was speaking of the white coat. I feel like one of my biggest concerns about how people are treating COVID is that I, I don't like. Well, I'm not gonna say I don't like it, but I don't think it's correct when people say like it's fake. Like a lot of people say like oh it's fake, like it's not real, but like, people are dying. Regardless of you think if it's a, a man-made, you know, whatever it is, if it's like population control, whatever you think it is, but like real people are dying, though. Regardless of how real you think it, this whole pandemic might be, real people are dying. And back to the white coat, my thing is, bro, like you got the biggest, like before, before now, like think about pre-COVID. You know, a, a scientist goes online, goes on uh, the Internet or not. The internet, they, they go on TV or some type of webcast and they talk about something. You don't believe them. Like these these scientists are put in these positions for a reason. Like these are people that control our health program in the United States. And we, you know, and now for us to like not trust them, regardless if we think if you trust them or not. Like, we can't, if you think about, like, I know how scary it is that we can't trust the highest uh, caliber, highest paid people in the highest position, the scientists and the healthcare workers in the world. We can't trust them. Like, how how are we going to get through anything? So, like, all right, I'm going to speak on the other end, or I guess play devil's advocate, because I heard before, like, I don't know if it was from like someone knowledgeable about it or the news or something but i heard that some in some cases though like people would be dying from some other like sickness or something but hospitals and doctors would just label it as um covid and i guess it was like a numbers thing to make covid seem worse or like you know some they will follow some cases as covid cases oh, yeah. don't question me because i'm not really knowledgeable about it i'm just saying what i heard before and like there's no telling like we're not in 
that environment or like in the, behind the scenes so we don't really know if it's actually COVID or like I just said like it could be people or the doctors ever just labeling it as COVID because like the time and like the what we're going through but that could be a possibility or like you're saying like then on the other it's like COVID is actually a real thing because you can't just say everybody's not just dying by COVID it's you gotta at least believe that some people are actually dying from COVID so not believing taking it serious or not saying it's not a real thing I I disagree with that saying it's not a real thing but at the same time I don't fully agree with everything being a COVID death because there's no telling the other symptoms or like ish, um, sicknesses people could be having prior to having COVID that could be like playing a big part in their death or their sickness I'm not a doctor, so don't question me. No, but like I, you know, I agree with you said. I don't think that people should say that it's not real. I don't think that people should say that it's not a thing because real people are dying from it. But I agree with you said. I think in 2021, I think they said that we had an enormous amount of COVID-related deaths. I think and Previously, in previous years, I think the I think car crashes and like I think maybe the flu were like top five way people died in in the United States. And then in 2021, flu the flu deaths just literally vanished, and COVID became in the top five. So I, I agree that that's something that's happened. I think they're they are labeling uh, people that have. COVID-like symptoms, or maybe even don't have COVID-like symptoms. I think I remember two years ago when I was interning. That was that was one of the problems that say that uh, say a person went to. I think I think some doctors got in trouble for this actually. Say um, a person went into the hospital. So say a person got COVID and they got over it. Like they don't have COVID anymore. Then they went to the hospital. They still and they, and they died in the hospital. They were saying that since the person had COVID before, then that after effect was that whatever sickness they had after, like say they got pneumonia and they died from them after getting pneumonia. They they were saying like the COVID, I mean pneumonia came from them previously having COVID and they were counting it as a COVID death. And I don't so think that's, that's the same yeah. as having COVID and dying from COVID. Like so, you really wouldn't know. The numbers, the numbers are really inflated, I think, in my opinion. Like you so, never know. It's nothing. You, you just don't know how bad it is. Like you, you will we'll never know how bad it is until it's ever, really. We're, we're never really going to know how bad COVID actually really is. Until when it's gone and we're looking back like, dang, we really kind of went through a phase of COVID. Anyway, dude, we really almost didn't make it through COVID. Right. But no, to bounce back to the, um, wait, what you about to say? Or acts. Oh, you skipped the quote. No, I was, no about to, I, was to, I was about to get into it. Come on, slow your roll, slow your roll. Yeah, so, like, bouncing back to like us kind of started this out talking about 2022, like us not knowing what to expect and stuff or how we will see it. This quote kind of derived from that. It said, the quote is, vision is not enough, it must be combined with venture. So, like, 
like how I take it or like the meaning of that quote is like you can plan stuff or have a vision or goal for something, but it won't happen unless you actually go out and make it happen yourself or like just go out and do it. It's like putting action behind your words type of thing. Yeah. And that's what I think that's a, uh, what a lot of people do around this time of the year when you're going into a new year. They um, they put all these resolutions out and they have all these visions for 20 for the new year for 2022 but there's not a lot of action for 2022 or at least i think they say i don't mean i don't know i'm not i don't do statistics on this stuff but i heard that the majority i don't know the percentage but it said the majority of people give up on their new on their new year's resolutions after the first three months of the year um and that's like you said that's having visions but not having that's why i don't like putting time sense on things because I know that sometimes I can't procrastinate and, and push things away that don't seem important to me. But um, if I just tell myself to do it now, then I just do it now. And I, I, I take out that uh, the possibility of me procrastinating. So, yeah, I think that happens a lot of time, a lot around this time of year. You see a whole bunch of vision, vision boards, but you don't see a lot of action boards. So what you saying that kind of dives into our um I guess the topic of our episode. You said like a lot of people be having these visions and like New Year's resolutions going into the year, but then they end up like giving up on it. And like the big one is like getting into the gym and then you get in the gym is not really what you expect. Cause like you end up quitting. So it's kinda like your expectation of it and your perception of it. So you, you like you see that yeah get in the gym I'm gonna get right but then when you get in the gym it's like oh I don't know if I can do this so that goes into our our whole little topic for today perception versus expectations yeah yeah I, I don't know uh, when it comes from I guess from perspective of looking at the new year um that's why I, I guess what we were talking about earlier kind of tied into the topic too because I have a lot of perceptions on how I want 2020 to go. I try to keep my head in a positive manner when I'm thinking about that. But there's a lot of negative perceptions, too, that I could have about the new year. Like another year of this, another year of that lack of peace of mind when you're doing things outside of your own home or even in your own home. Uh, So... um, I'm talking about reality. I don't know. There's just, there's just, just, there's just no way for us to know. And sometimes perception is, is kind of, it's kind of scary. Like that, that lack of not knowing what, what, what you're getting yourself into. That can be, uh, that can be nerve wracking sometimes, honestly. All right. So, what, what's like the biggest? I guess. <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's a theory, but. Just the biggest, I guess, idea when it comes to people expect this, but the whole perception of it is, like, completely opposite of what they expected. So what's, like, one thing you think is always, like, turns out to be different when people think it's going to be this way? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think... I think probably graduating, like graduating college 
uh, I saw this post on Instagram, and I don't want to make fun of anybody, but like the post was like, um, like my face when, uh, what was it? You have these 4.0 business students that, um, what was it? You have these 4.0 business students that graduate college and they get turned down by every investment bank to go work as a financial planner at Northwestern Mutual. And I guess if you're not really in the financial industry, some people might not understand that, but like both both jobs are great. It's just that like, I mean, even you can come from the highest business school at your school, right? There's so many different other schools, so many different other students. Like to get that top spot, to get that top job is hard, man. Like some people think that just going to college is the key to like success. You gotta put yourself out there. You gotta uh, that perception of if I just go to school and not make any connections and I graduate, I'll have a job. Like you actually gotta put in that work to get interviews and you know fix your resume and talk to people. That perception isn't what people always thinking. Like some people, they it hits them like a bus. Remember when we were talking to Justin about his? Justin was. I told Justin one of the smartest people I know. Uh, and went to school together, and he graduated. Not that he wasn't gonna have a job, but when he first graduated, he didn't have a job. Um, not like I said, he I mean, he was a candidate for a lot of people, but I just didn't think he thought the process was gonna go how it went. And um, that happens to a lot of people. I mean, I know people that um even like going to college think about it, going to college for four years spending all that money on a degree in the field that after those four years you don't even work in right like that perception is a lot different all through college you have the perception of i'm gonna, I'm gonna use this i'm gonna use this i'm gonna use this i'm gonna do this and this is how my life's gonna be and then you graduate and stuff happens like like your plans change for the better or for the worse regardless sometimes they change so, like, I guess to jump on what you said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that transition from graduate college to being in the real world would be the biggest, like, um, opposite of like the perception versus expectation. Expectation. I would say that transition between high school and college is higher, higher than that. That's not my number one thing, but I'll say it would be higher than that because, like, like so I feel like when people are in college. And they're about to graduate over like that whole like journey throughout college. You kind of already know like this is like this is a 50 50 thing. Like the I can possibly get a job or it would be hard for me to get a job. Like you already kind of have that in your mind. But like being a high school student going into college is like, oh, snap, this is like totally different. I'm not used to this. And like you don't have a plan or whatever. Like some people have a plan like those like students that be like are actually real into like that school stuff i guess you would say like the ones that think ahead and like plan their future like years down the road they kind of already have their plan together but like every, majority of the people they're like okay i'm either i'm gonna start doing this when i get out of high school or i'm gonna go to college and like they're not putting no thought behind it but then when you actually get in college that's when you see like the, like the freshman year it makes or break a lot of people because it's not something it's not what they expected like the whole perception of it is totally different because like you see all these movies like partying crazy like having a good time this and that 
but it don't really show the back end, like where the long hours, the late nights, like studying and this and that, like that comes more with it. So I feel like that is more that little gap or distance between like perception and expectation is bigger than the gap between graduating college and like finding a job. But I feel like my number one thing would be. Uh, before, hold on, before, before to comment on that, I think it depends on the person. Like for me, I think the, the transition was easier for me from high school to college and it was from college to to the you know the workforce whatever because only because i feel like the way i work and the way i think i was i was already ready for college like we talk about like organization and I feel like i already had all this stuff down like i was i was ready to not that i was ready but it was a smoother transition like i wasn't one that took advantage of my free time you know i actually i used my free time really well my time management skills were pretty good and I feel like that, that transition was easy. What was hard for me was trying to figure out where I want to live. Like, I was, like, my first time leaving my parents' house, um, like, because I'm from College Station, so. But, like, actually leaving and moving everything out. Like, in college, you, you go back for the summers. Actually moving out and leaving everything, starting a new, uh, you're starting a new life. Like, I started a new life in a new city with nobody that I know and working for people that I don't know, starting a job, doing stuff I've never done before. That was that was hard for me. So I think it depends on the person. Okay, yeah. It's great that you said it depends on the person because I'm the totally opposite. Like that transition from college to the real world was pretty much easy for me. Like I already had a job. Well, let me say career instead of job because career. Like, yeah, career sounds way better. Way better. But I already had a career and all this and that, so it really wasn't no struggle for me. But that transition from high school to college was like totally different. Like I went from knowing everybody from my hometown pretty much to knowing nobody in my college town, and then once I started to make new friends, this and that. So, which is easy, but the problem came once the classes started. Yes, sir. I was actual like, college. yeah, this yeah, actual college. But actual college started. It's like, dang, I gotta study now. I gotta. Uh, I'm taking these tests that I really don't understand. Um, the teacher is not really as much like drilling the stuff into you, like to learn, versus like they're just throwing you out in the deep end, pretty much, and you gotta like figure out ways to learn yourself. So like like I like I tell everybody like my freshman year was like my worst year in college, but instead of like other people dropping out and doing something else, I kind of was like I didn't really see myself not graduating college. So I kind of buckled down and everything started to shake back for me my sophomore year. So yeah, like you said, it depends on the person because like we obviously kind of went like our opposites when in that case because you saw that it was easy to transition from high school to college versus college to the actual real world. And mine was hard for me coming into college, college from high school versus going from the real world to well, the college to real world. So yeah, it depends on the person. Yeah. So what's so, your, your top then? I would say my top would be, it's a tie between like before we got on the episode and started talking, like we were talking about turning 21, but then I just thought about another one. 
it's like getting your first car. So like it's the tie between turning 21 and getting your first car. Cause like when you get your first car, it's like okay, I can do whatever I want. Like I'm going everywhere, this and that. But like after you get your car, after like I want to say after like I want to say two two weeks to like a month, it's like okay, this this too much. Like I got to pay for gas. You got people asking for rides. You That's got, the one, bro. The rides. Bro. That's why I have a coupe. That and then you got errands you gotta run because like you have your parents like oh go get this go get that and before you had the car like you really had to do that much is then then you gotta worry about like cars like your car breaking down taking it to the shop you gotta worry about cleaning your washing your car cleaning it cleaning it you gotta worry about all of that so it's like you don't really think about that you just like when you don't have a car because like you're like, i need a car i'm tired of asking for rides i'm tired of walking this and that and then when you get your car, you kind of blind to all the extra stuff that comes on the back end. But like we were saying, when you turn 21, it's like, oh, yeah, when you turn 21, it's you get to drink, you get to do this, you get to do that. And, and like, for most people, they were yeah, like... You got to pay covers at yeah, most, that, most places. Yeah, that. But, like, most people, like, they're, they be, like, they drink before they 20, turn 21 anyway. So it's like, it's nothing really new. Not saying y'all drink before y'all turn 21. Like, don't do that. Like, who does that? But don't drink at all, kids. Yeah, but like, you it, that it's a stick like that whole stigmatism behind like, oh, you turn 21, you can buy alcohol, you get the drink and this and that. And then once you turn 21, it's like this is nothing special. Yeah. Like, no, seriously, you like, bro, this because I think the biggest thing for me when I turn 21 is like. It wasn't even me doing nothing. People asking me to do stuff for them. Yeah, like, oh, can you buy me this? Can you? Yeah, I'm like, no, like, man, like, I'm not telling nobody. I'm turning, I'm 21 now. Like, that, I think that was the biggest thing for me. Like, people I didn't even know, but I remember, bro, someone I didn't even really even know hit me up on Snapchat asking me to go buy them some stuff. I'm like, dude, I don't even know you, just because they know that I just turned 21 because I like posted on social media. I'm like, bro, we ain't never talked before. And now you, bro, get out of here. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, when you have the underage people that will ask you to buy the alcohol for them, and just like, no. Yeah, like, nah, I'm not going to go do that. Because then it's like, because especially they ask you that, like, the wrong, it'd be different if, like, you post in a liquor store and they be like, hey, can you buy me this? Blah, 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 I'll pay you back. They ask you at the most inconvenient time, like, you can be laying in bed, chilling, watching TV. And they're like, oh, they text you or something like, hey, can you do this for me, this and that? And it's like, you want me to go out of my way so you can take advantage of my age? Yeah, to 21, man. Yeah, like, it's it's not that serious, really. But I say it's a tie between those. Yeah, getting your first car and turning 21. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really look at the car thing because for me, I was ready to get up and go. Like, I mean, because I, I used to take my mama car. Like, she saw me drive her car around. So like, though, but she like you weren't thinking about the other stuff that came with cars, like having to buy a new tire when you yeah. when you pop a tire, Dang, when you like, pop a tire at Nerdy Gate, you gotta <laughs> you got your tire at, at midnight. Yeah, you're not thinking about all that stuff. You just thinking about uh, where you're trying to go. That was a night to remember, man. Man, that was not that was not a good night. But we that had just made it, bro. We had to change the tire as soon as you got there. People come up to y'all, all right, man? Yeah, we good. I was, I was pissed. I was pissed. 
I did not want to deal with nobody that night. Yeah, but now the car thing. But I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, I kind of treat the car like you know a puppy kind of. Like when you, when you get a puppy, man, puppy you got a potty trainer, you gotta you gotta feed it, you gotta make sure you take it out and stuff. But it's worth it because you love that pet. Yeah, that's kind of how I that's yeah. kind of how that's kind of how I treated my car. Like, yes, yeah, a lot of work, but I need this car. Like, I love my car. If I don't got my car, I can't you know I can't go nowhere. So you don't really think about it. It's like people, I guess, probably how people feel when they have kids. Like they're doing anything for their kids. Like it's not really it's not really like a second thought about it. They do it automatically because. That's how they are. I feel like that's how I am like with my car. Like my car, that's my baby. So that's that. That's how I, that's how I treat it. I treat it like my baby. That's not, that's the Natasha. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a you you don't have a name for your car, bro. Bro, my car is called Megan. I call her Megan. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, that is crazy. Wow, that is crazy. That's when Megan Stallion really had really had me. Yeah, it better be Megan the Stallion. <laughs> that's like Mega Stallion. I was really on, on her crazy, like, but now she with that with that lane, so I got respect the relationship and let her do her. She, but nah, uh, okay, give me, give me, what's what's some more other ones like, um, like perception versus expectations like that people don't really notice until they actually are in it what about like your first girlfriend mm, okay so when you say your first girlfriend that's kind of like that can be either middle school or high school yeah so that's like everybody are like head over heels and they're like when they first get they like girl like oh okay that's when like they know start getting wide open and like they kind of okay i think i think it's more so like after okay so after your first relationship whatever and then you like you get to the high school point you look back the perception that your first you're like what was i doing like first of all why was i with that person okay yeah okay i see where you are yeah i was like perception from that view i'm like dang like what what was i doing why, why was I, why was that even a thing that's yeah like, I just did because she wanted me. I was like, why not? I never had a girlfriend. Exactly. Like, I'm, I ain't doing nothing either. <laughs> why not? Uh, I don't know. I think that's um. Oh, I guess since we both, you know, since we both tatted up, man, you know what I'm saying? Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> you got one tattoo. You got one tattoo. Don't think, let me hey, speak on so, that. Let me so speak both, on that. Hey, so we both got tatted, you know what I'm saying? Both tatted up, man. Uh. You know what I'm saying? I got I got about four right here. Oh, you know, four letters. I got four right here. So four letters. I thought it was gonna like I thought. First of all, I'm not even lying. Like my parents did not want me to have one. They told me no. And man, I was set. Like no matter what, nobody told me, bro. I was gonna get this tattoo. Like, like when did you, what? How old were you when you got that? I was twenty. 21? 20? I think I was 20. I think that's when I did mine, too. I think I was 20. I was either 20 or 21. Yeah, I was either 20 or 21. And so how it happened was, it's funny, kind of a funny story. So, like, the week before, I, uh, um, 
I went to Dallas when one of my roommates so kind of backstory, me and him, I went with him to get his first tattoo when we lived in Dallas together. Um so I always said that I was like, man, if I ever go back to Dallas, I'm gonna you know spontaneous go with him and let him come be with me for my first tattoo. So I went to Dallas that week before. We kind of planned it like we went to a hockey game and with his family, or whatever, and we were planning on going to get tattoos after. Well, I think he had like work or something the next day and I had to come back to to college station, so I ended up not getting the tattoo. So in my mind, I was already like getting it. So I'm like, man, the next chance I get a t- get a tattoo, I'm getting one. Like that's that's it. Like end of story. So what happened was um I walked around with 200 bucks in my pocket for a week, waiting for a spontaneous moment. <laughs> and I was so when people asked me, when somebody asked me to go, I was ready to go. I had the money with me. Money already out the bank. I just yeah. needed that, man. Yeah, so I had it in my pocket for two weeks. But it was in my wallet for two weeks. And what happened was one of my friends, it was just, he was actually moving to D.C. His name's Safi. And uh, actually, Reggie was with me. Reggie was there for my first tattoo. <laughs> so what my what my friend did, you know, he lived, me and him, we lived on College Station basically our whole lives. So uh, my friend Safi, it was his last day in College Station. So what he wanted to do was he wanted to go to all the spots he used to hang out as, as a kid. So like our middle school, this court we used, we used to always play at. Just like Freebird used to always eat at. He wanted to go to every spot that we used to hang out at and take pictures. And like have it like a memory. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm talking away from like way from like middle school. He wanted to go back to places like that. So that's what we did. And the last spot we went to was a was a Freebirds uh in College Station. And we were chilling there and we were like, so what's like what's the next spot we going to? Like I think we went to every I think we went everywhere and I was like Tattoo shop. I was like, I might get a tattoo tonight. They was like, man, why are you lying? Like, you ain't gonna get a tattoo. I was like, bro, I got the money with me. Like, let's go. <laughs> so, bro, I, I had no appointment, but I was a walk in, went in there and get straight, told them I want what I wanted, and got it just like that. So, what told you like, okay, two hundred is how much I need, or were you like, okay, two hundred is the most I'm paying? Well, I know I got a small tattoo. Literally, it's just Roman numerals on my chest. So, I know a lot of. A lot of uh, places have like um, like minimums, you know, like probably like a hundred bucks or whatever, fifty bucks, depending on depending on the place. So I just knew I just knew it wasn't gonna be over a hundred for my tattoo. But to be to be safe, I just brought two hundred. But I just knew I just knew and made, basically I knew that if they charged me over a one fifty or two hundred, I wasn't gonna go there and get a tattoo. Yeah. So yeah. I just kept that amount of money just in case. But I knew like from experience that I could I just knew I could find somebody under one fifty to do what I wanted. So I just kept that much with me. So, so I, I got mine, my first one, when I was uh, 19. And, like, the background on mine, though, like, so all through high school, I was like, okay, I want to get a high tattoo, I want to get a tattoo. I would tell my parents, and they were like, nah, no, you're not getting a tattoo. Like, nah, you're not getting a tattoo. So then my like I would always joke about it, and then like my sophomore year I would joke about it. I was joking about it one time to my mom, and like she was like, "Oh, that's cute. like I sent her a tat that I wanted." And she's like, "Oh, that's cute." Da da da. And I'm just sitting to her joking, thinking she's gonna say no. And she was like, "Oh, that's cute." Da da da. You can like I like it. And then so I was like, "Oh, I'll bet I'm about to get it. This and that." And then she's like, "Okay, I, I want to see it when you get it." And I was like, "Oh, she's serious." So <laughs> I was like, okay, next you know I end up getting it. And ever since then, it was like, hey, I, I need more. I got to get another one. I got to get another one. I got another one. 
So uh, I guess the two things though I would say, like the whole on, on like the whole topic of expectation versus perception. One would be like the first idea of it. Like some people says, like some people would be like it hurts, and some people say it don't hurt. Like so I would say my perception of it was, no, my expectation of it was like it's gonna hurt, but then when I actually got a tattoo. I was like, honestly, it don't hurt. Like, it was actually, like, soothing and relaxing for me. But, like, everybody is different. Like, some people say it hurts. Some people say this hurt more than more, more than other places. But my whole thing was, like, I, I like the feeling of the tattoo needle for some reason. But you're seeing. Like, I could, like, I was, like, it's been a couple times where I almost fell asleep in the tattoo chair. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I feel like I've heard of it being, like, pain therapy. I guess. But... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, my opinion. I mean, mine literally took like thirty minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> I, the needle wasn't on me that long, anyways. But it didn't hurt at all. Like I got it in my chest. I mean, I don't think that's a naturally like a a place that place that's really tender. So I probably don't have a big opinion on it. But if I ever got another one, which probably I'm gonna get another one. Sorry, mom. But um, <laughs> it'll probably be in a, in a different place. So I don't know. I guess, I guess we'll see uh, eventually when I. Like if I get another one, uh, if I have that, that same thing. Then I think, I guess my other one would be uh, the whole thing of, like, people don't, like, understand. Like, when you do get your, you get a tattoo, like, you're going to want more. Like, you're going to want more. So, like, my first tattoo was on my left side of my chest. And then after that, I was like, I need another tattoo. So I got another one on my right side of my chest. And then, so after I got that, I was like, okay, I'm chill for a little bit. But I got, like, I was looking at my, like, I was looking at my tattoos and stuff, and I was like, dang, I just have an empty spot in the middle of my chest. Yeah. I, I need to fill the spot. So next, you know, I got a tat in the middle of my chest, like, the, like, go ahead and get a full chest piece, pretty much. And I was like, okay, I'm done for a little bit. And then after that, I was like, okay, I need another tattoo. I got my arm, and so like it was just a, it's just a whole little thing where like once you get one, you're not gonna want to stop until you pretty much run out of space on your body, and like some people don't understand that like it's a thirst and craving when it comes to tattoos. Yeah, I I think with me why I do want another one is that like since mine was so spontaneous, I knew exactly what I wanted, but I've never I've never had a tattoo before. The two people I was with, Sophie and Reggie, they don't have tattoos, so like. I don't really know what to expect, so I think the tattoo's okay, but, like, now I would know, like, what questions to ask, like, if, uh, no, I, I should just spend more time on the font and the format and everything. I just went and kind of let him do what he wanted to do, and I just wanted the Roman numerals there. Now I feel like I'll make an appointment and ask more questions about, uh, the tat- like, how I want it to look and the position and everything. So now I think that I think if I get another one, I think I just want it to be more uh, more involved than as you should be. But like I said, I didn't know. It was my first one. I didn't. I expected God to just know what I wanted. Cause I actually had to go back and get it touched up because when I first did it, it wasn't exactly how I wanted. And I had to go back and get it touched up because uh, apparently I had to wait for it to heal before he made any like arrangements. So I actually got to get it done twice. So like, what you do? Like wait, what? Well, so, so like the first time I did it, I uh, it was Roman numerals, but um, he did everything fine. But the font that we used, 
And I just didn't think about it. But it didn't have, like, you know how some rooms have, like, tips on the top and the bottom? Yeah. Well, mine didn't. Like, everything was, like, Roman numerals, but I didn't have the tips on it. And, like, when I went home and looked at it, I was like, this looks like Roman numerals, but something's different. And I was like, oh, it wasn't, it didn't have the tips on top and bottom. So I, like, called the dude or I texted the dude. He was like, yeah, we can, we can definitely, you know, add that in. It's just, like, a little small. Literally, it takes, like, five minutes to add those small details. Yeah. Oh, and, so you did that before your thing healed. No, I did. I had to go back and do that after. That was that was what I had to wait for the hill for. Oh, so that's not really a mess up because you're supposed to. No, it was it wasn't a mess up. I just it, it just I wish I would have known that ahead of time. I wouldn't have never had to go back. Okay, yeah. So more planning on your textures, like you. Yeah, okay. Now I know what to expect. Like I was so my journal was rushing. So he says it good. I said, yep. And I was ready to go home and look at it in the mirror. And okay, yeah. And that's when I realized now I'll know like oh like can you make this like can you change this or whatever can you add this or something like. Oh, this is exactly what I want. Like, I just know my next one, I'm making an appointment, and I'm going to know, like, exactly what I want, and I know what questions to ask. I already know, like, the mindset going in. I've never done it before. So what I was waiting on was to go with one of my friends that has tattoos, but we were just all in different cities at the time, so we couldn't really make that happen. So I just went spontaneous by myself, and like I said, I'm not mad, but I do think it'll be a better situation next time. So, like, my thing when I was first, like, I guess, you know, before I got a tattoo or whatever, I chose my first tattoo based on, like, what I saw. And I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. I like this, this and that. I didn't really put much thought into it. Like, mm-hmm. my first tattoo was an angel. And, like, I saw it. I was like, it's pretty cool, whatever. Like, back then, I couldn't really, like, give reason behind, like, why I wanted it. It was just like uh oh it's an angel it looked good like who doesn't want to keep an angel with them at all times type of thing and then like after that though like pretty much i started to want ha- wanted to have more reasoning and like passion i guess behind each of my tattoos so like now like every tattoo i got if you ask me like what's my reason behind getting it i have like an actual explanation why i got it so like now it's like i don't want to get a random tattoo because but, like, some people say it's nothing wrong. Like, you, if you want something, just get it. But I'm, like, I guess I'm one of those ones where every tattoo I have on me, I want to have, like, a good reasoning behind it, a backstory or something to explain why I got the tattoo and, like, why does it, like, actually mean something to me. Yeah, so they can see it from your perspective, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's all about perception, man. Perception and perspective. But... I think let's do. I think it's one more we're missing. Damn, we can go oh. ahead. And close it. I feel like it's one more, like oh. one big. I feel like it's one big one, like tattoos, college versus real world, high school versus college, cars turn twenty one. I feel like it's one more. I could. I guess we could say. Um, I guess marriage and kids are two. Like I don't. I don't know nothing about that. Yeah, so. that's what I say. We we don't. Well, you do. You know about the kid one. Like, Bro, relax. Hey, what are you talking about? He he been keeping it quiet, everybody. But Jay got Bro, a little. Bro, why are you speaking that to existence? He got a, he got a kid on the way. Are you, Bro, why are you speaking that? I don't I don't know I don't know why he's he's not so proud to say he has a kid on the way, but he has a kid on the way. I just, I, don't listen to him. I, I think we should end the episode now. I'm gonna edit that part out. So when y'all see me posting me at his baby shower, just know I wasn't Germans, lying. not mine. <laughs> Germans. But I guess, like, to speak on, I guess, the marriage 
based on what I've seen in movies and stuff, or like people that like I know are married or whatever, they always say like marriage isn't as easy and as um head over heels as they make it seem. Like a marriage takes work and time and dedication and patience and like you can go down the down the list of words that you have to put in for marriage. So I guess that's another one like you you expect this, but the perception of it is totally different. Like like you okay. said, like it's a business uh, partnership too at that. So like you said, like you know that's what we expect or that's what we that's our perception of it. But we we might not even know. We might not. You, you never know. You might meet that person. That's just your person. Y'all don't have no problems. Like. You just you just never know. So I, I'm not in that space. So I I don't know what to expect. But I have heard that like like you said. I mean, once you get out of that honeymoon stage, that you know. That's when the work comes in. Like now you get the it comes like a like a like y'all are partners and business partners and y'all running the business, which is y'all's relationship. And like that's my my perception of what marriage should be. And um. Yeah, that, that's a big one. I just I didn't mention that when it come to my mom because I was thinking from my personal experiences, but but I feel like that's the same for like regular relationships, like not the whole like the deep level, but the honeymoon phase, quote unquote. I feel like that first couple of weeks or whatever, first couple of weeks or a couple months of a relationship, it's all like you're it's like the honeymoon food honeymoon honeymoon phase. It's like the same as that, but you're just in a relationship, and then like once that phase is over that's when your relationship really gets tested. So I feel like it's the same kind of aspect, but when it's in a marriage. No, no, I I agree. I feel like it's very similar. Um, But, um, yeah, it's it's to an extent. I feel like with relationships, you can just end them at any point in time. Marriages, yeah, too, but you got to do that legally. Yeah. For you to end the marriage, it, it takes a lot of thought and a lot of that you want you don't want to do this anymore, which is fine. Like, why why stay in a position where you're not happy? But I'm just saying that relationships is kind of most of them, except for if you get married, most of them are pretty disposable. Like, if you don't want to be with that person, just don't talk don't talk to them no more. And it's once, like, once you start having a family and you're legally legal not binded legally binded to each other, where legally everything that you have is half of hers. And after that, that's not an easy thing to dispose of. That takes a lot. Like you got people that are, uh, what is it called, estranged or or separated, but technically they're still married. They just haven't gotten divorced yet because that takes a lot of work. It takes money too. Like it takes a lot of time, a lot of thought to it, and a lot of mutual. What happens when you want to get a divorce but your wife don't? And she not trying to sign no paper. She's not trying to go to court and like that. Like, what are you gonna do then? Subpoena. <laughs> well, like, it's a, it's a, it's a. I feel like that's. So with you know with relationship, you just say, hey, "Don't talk to me." You ignore that person. You can't do that when you're legally binded to that person. Even then, after y'all get a divorce, it's like it kind of, it kind of. I guess it brings your market value down a little bit because like it's. Like if somebody sees you as like, oh, he been divorced like already, or he been divorced two to three times, just like, do I do I really want to be with somebody that been divorced this many times? Because he can possibly be the problem, or like, why has he been divorced this many times? Yeah. Or no, like no. he he or hers, like you get to thinking like, 
what's really going on for this person to have three failed marriages? But so yeah, a marriage is way deeper no. than a relationship. Yeah, I feel you. But that's that's good. Like now, like moving forward, I feel like let's try like try to test ourselves. Like when we get put in new situations, let's like kind of consider both sides. Like we expected this, but then this was totally different. Let's like try to keep note and track of like things like like that. Like say for instance, you never been to a club and you expect the club to be cool, then you go to it. And it's like, I didn't expect this. So, like, next episode or, like, next kind of episode we did close to this, let's try to be able to recap on some stuff we noticed because now, now we're actually going to pay attention to it. Let's do it. Let's, let's keep each other accountable. I'll put that in my notes to, to um, I guess, touch base on that next time. Because, yeah, I feel like it's a lot of things that we can possibly, like, relate or, like, see but we just not really notice it because we're not paying no second thought to it. Yeah, like, even if it's a minor to for like going to a new restaurant, like what was what did you expect before you even got to the restaurant and then eating and eating game? What, what was the reality of eating that like, a place that people hype up all the time, like like Gumby's? Not even that good. You had to throw no no shots. Chill out. Not good. When Double Dave's is better, but we're not even talk about that. That's all. <laughs> but yeah, for real, let's do it because I feel like it's a lot of things that we don't actually like notice because we're not paying attention to it. No, thanks. That's yeah. That's a that's a good thing to do. That's a bet. Well, we close it though. Like we gotta mention the merch we got coming soon. I feel like. Hey man, you the merch man. Talk to me. We're we we a team. We're business partners. Just about the marriage, cause like I know you've been trying to get at me, but we got you got chill out, bro. That's crazy. But we're we're partners. We it's let's get active as a two people team, but. Like y'all be on the y'all be on the lookout for the merch because it's coming very soon. Yeah, we got we got something coming for y'all, man. So if y'all want to support, um, like I said, if y'all just want to have something that has anything connected to, let's get, let's get that we got it for y'all. So um, it's out there if y'all want it. Um, yeah, it's out there, yeah, but it's coming, it's coming. Oh, it, it's it's yeah, it's it's already in the works, but. It'll be out there when y'all want it. By, probably by the time this episode is out. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> the way we planned it. It should work out. Perfect timing. Yeah, so that's like, be on the lookout for that. So yeah. Um if y'all if y'all want something, just let us know. If y'all see something, if you have a good idea about some type of merch that y'all want to see, hey, let's get active. Hey, let's get active. Well, Lamar. What are you about to Jay. do? Hey, what we about to do, man? I say, babe, bro, chill out, bro. You said, babe, that's crazy. Get out of here, bro. Hey, baby boy, chill okay. out. Calm down, calm down. <laughs> but, but hey, what we gonna do, bro? What, what we have been doing? What we gonna do all 2022? Hey, don't get active, man. Hey, let's get active. Let's do it. Once again, congrats to having a kid, my boy. Calm y'all, down, y'all dude. Look Till next time, everybody. Hope y'all tap in. Boys, what you gonna do?